You know, folks, we're coming to the table, and one of the things that I think that we have a tendency to forget about is, yes, we are saved, and we, we, we truly grasp that, but I think sometimes we forget how wonderful that salvation is. And the reason why is because I think we kind of, we assume it, we understand it, but we lose the grasp of it, and that has to do with the issue of forgiveness. You're forgiven. God forgave you. That's what we're remembering here. See, before salvation, because of our sin, you and I were separated from God. We had no relationship with him. In fact, the Bible refers to us as children of wrath. Now, what does that mean? children of wrath. Well, what it means was is that you and I were objects of his wrath. We were, we were basically marked for punishment because of our sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? We were marked for the reality of having to pay for the stuff that we did. And God, in his infinite grace and mercy, reached out and touched us. He saved us through Jesus Christ and he forgave us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me say that again. He forgave us and he continues to forgive you. You need to hear that one. And he continues to forgive you because you still sin. Does everybody understand? No, I'm not perfect, George. Right. Just that would show that you're not. You're not being realistic. Because the fact of the matter is, is we all sin. You sin intentionally, and here's the other one, you sin ignorantly. You do things wrong ignorantly. They just come second nature to you. You could sit there and decide, I'm not going to do anything wrong today, and before the day would be out, you probably have stumbled many times. And in ways that you don't even know. That's our nature. We are sinners. But he reaches out and he forgives us. In fact, I want to spend our time reflecting on that before we come to the table. Is I want you to grasp the nature of forgiveness. Because we have a concept of forgiveness. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You and I have a concept of forgiveness because we forgive people. Or should I say, we say that we forgive people. And oftentimes we think that our concept of forgiveness is the same concept of forgiveness that God has for us. But I'm going to tell you there's a great difference between how God forgives us and how we forgive each other. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a great difference. What do you mean by that, George? Well, a lot of times we will forgive people if they come and make things right with us. So it's really up to them. I'll forgive them if they will come to me and make things right with me, right? Then I'll forgive them. A lot of us operate on that kind of assumption. Like I'm not forgiving them until they acknowledge that they did something wrong. Aren't you glad God doesn't act that way? towards us because again I said he forgives us of things we don't even know we did wrong right in fact here's the interesting thing what I want to go to is a very familiar story in Luke chapter 15 the story of the prodigal here's how God forgives you 
He takes the initiative. Did you understand what I'm saying? He takes the initiative. In fact, I just want to reflect on verse 17 through the end of the story. I just want to show you what the forgiveness of God is like, and then I wanted you to think about how you grasp it. All right, look at what he says. Verse 17 It's talking about the young man. And when he came to himself, he said, Many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. I'm going to stop right there. All right, a couple of things I want you to see here. Number one, notice the young man, it's a key phrase here. He said, he, it says in verse 17, he came to himself. Other translations will say that he came to his senses. See, that's a key thing is in, to grasp forgiveness. There has to be a point where you realize you're not doing right in areas. That's called coming to your senses about stuff. There are a lot of people who do wrong, but they don't think they're doing anything wrong, right? You ever met people like that? They're sinning, but they don't think it's a sin. They make excuses. They've got all kinds of reasons why it's okay. This guy, he comes to his senses. He comes to his understanding of where he's really at, and he decides, I'm not right with God. And, and so he's kind of rehearsed how he's going to approach God. You ever done that? I do that all the time. When I talk to God, I'm going to say this, knowing that he already hears me planning out what I'm going to say to him. Isn't that ridiculous? Okay. You're a pretty ridiculous, George. Yeah, I am. So are you. Okay. So are you, because you do it too. When I talk to him, when I pray, I'm going to do it. We might as well just go ahead and talk to him, because he's already hearing you making those plans. So this guy, he's making plans. When I go to him, I'm going to say, Father, I've sinned. Make me one of your hired servants. And so we've got all this stuff. And in fact, when you come to a realization that you're not doing right and there's a problem with you and God and your, your, your relationship with him, you know you've got to make things right with him, you act that way. It's like, what am I doing? I'm going to say this. But here's what I want you to see. This is what blows me away. This is why God's forgiveness is so different than the forgiveness that you and I experience. And this is why it's such a blessing. It's says that while he was a great way off, the father saw him and ran to him. Two things there. Number one, he was looking for the son. God's looking for you. He's looking for you. He knows you're not doing right, but he's looking for you. And number two, he takes the initiative. It says here, he ran to, which in that culture, you know, they say when you read this story over in the Middle East today, the, the people of the Middle East cannot grasp this story. Why? Because an elder would never run to the younger. An elder would never do that. But this father gets off the porch and runs to his son. And he doesn't even, if you go on a little bit further, we'll see here in a minute, he doesn't even allow the son to rehearse his spiel. He doesn't even allow him to say anything. He just what? He forgives him. Folks, Jesus did that for you 
2,000 years ago. He went ahead and took the initiative and died for you, paid the penalty of, for your sin so that you could be forgiven. That's what we're going to remember here in a moment is the body that was broken and the blood that was shed. Do you understand? That's the forgiveness of God. God forgives you. Aren't you glad he doesn't forgive you like you and I would? I mean, again, I, I think about forgiveness from the human perspective. Well, I'll forgive if he comes or she comes and acknowledges. Aren't you glad God's not that way? If you continue on in the story, look at what it says here. Verse 21, And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But notice verse 22. I like that word. But! The father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now here is the other amazing thing that you and I need to grasp about forgiveness. I want you to hear me. It's not just that God takes the initiative. It's what he does when he forgives you. See, we think even when there's the whole issue of forgiveness on a human standpoint, so for instance, if I do something that angers Brad and, and I come and I'm contrite and I ask Brad to forgive me and he does forgive me, the problem is, and you know how this is in human relationships, it's never the same. It doesn't go back to the same. Isn't that right, Brad? It, it's never the same. Have you ever, ever done that? You've hurt someone, you go to them, you ask them to forgive you, they forgive you, but is the relationship, does it ever go back to the way it was before? Does it go back to the way it was before? No, it doesn't. You know what's so amazing about this story in Luke is, with God, it actually goes beyond what it was before. He throws his son a party. He puts a great new robe on him. He puts shoes on his feet. He puts a ring on his hand. He honors his son. He's making merry because his son has come back. Do you understand? It's not like, oh yeah, thanks, you're, you're forgiven. Come back in, but take a seat over yonder. He honors him. See, this is what I want you to grasp this morning because you ever, ever had this feeling? I know I do sometimes. Is that when you don't do what's right, you, you just feel less than when you come to God. In fact, that's why you struggle with prayer sometimes after you sin. It's because you have this sense of feeling that God doesn't see you the same way anymore. And he's, he maybe is upset with you and, because that's how we are with human beings, right? Isn't that how we are with each other? But I want you to understand, because Jesus paid the price for us so long ago, which is what we're going to remember here in a moment, he not only just forgives you, he honors you. He makes, he brings you back into his family on equal footing. 
Isn't that awesome? He accepts you again. He doesn't see you based upon what you've done before. Have you ever been to a family reunion? You see somebody at a family reunion? Oh, there's cousin so-and-so. Yeah, you remember what they did. Isn't that what we do sometimes? God doesn't do that. Hey, there's my son George. Isn't he awesome? He says the same thing about you. There's my son Sam. There's my son. Aren't they awesome? He doesn't label us by our failures. Don't we fail? Yeah, we do. But we're not labeled by them. The only one who labels us by them is who, folks? The enemy. Right? Because that's all he's got to go against us with, right? Is accusation. And he is the, as the Bible says, the accuser of the brethren. So I, I guess I'm wanting you to grasp what he's done for you. And when you grasp that, it should draw a response from you. Well, yeah, it makes me thankful, George. Yeah, but it goes one step further. So you go over to Psalm 51, which again is David's prayer of confession to the Lord because of his sin with Bathsheba and the murder of Bathsheba's husband. He says this at the end of his prayer. Deliver me from the guilt of my bloodshed, O God, verse 14, the God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. So he's saying, God, if you deliver me, if you forgive me, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to be expressing to others about how good you were to me. Isn't God forgiving us and accepting us and bringing us to the same level again, not holding stuff against us? Isn't that something to praise God about, folks? Yeah, it is. Listen to what he says here. Oh Lord, open my lips and my mouth shall show forth praise. You do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure in Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness. What God is interested in is you is being a thankful people. It's, it's interesting to me that he says here, God, you do not delight in sacrifices or in burnt offerings. Isn't that interesting? People sometimes, I've watched this in church through the years. I can think of several instances of people who have been engrossed in legalism. Do you understand what legalism is? It's, 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 it's living by rules. Don't dress this way. Don't go to this place. Do this, do this. Carry the right Bible. Talk the right way and everything. You, you ever met people who are really engrossed in it? One of the things I've noticed over the years with people who are really engrossed in it. It's their way of, quote, getting God to accept them because there's darkness in their life as well. What do you mean darkness? Well, they're sinners, just like you and I. But the way that they come to a grasping of feeling accepted by God is because they're doing all the right stuff. 
Well, you know what? God's not interested in you doing all the right stuff. God's interested in you just being what? Honest with him. Honest. And guess what? He's the one who reaches out to you. Because he's ready to forgive. Isn't that awesome? You can't do anything for your salvation. You can't do anything for forgiveness. He's done it all for you. Isn't that a reason to be thankful? Don't we need to be reminded of that? So let me ask you a question as I close here. What are you carrying to the table this morning? What do you mean, George? Well, think about it. What are you carrying to the table this morning? And what I mean by that is what's burdening you? What is it that has... It's in the back of your mind that's a sin that you've struggled with. You've come to your senses about it in your life. And you need to experience the forgiveness. Maybe it's something that's happened last week. Maybe something 20 years ago. What is it? And here's what I would encourage you with. There is forgiveness, but it's not a human forgiveness. It's a divine forgiveness. It was brought to you because somebody died on a cross for you so long ago. And he willingly did it so that you could be accepted by him. So bring it. Bring it to him. All you need to do is confess it. First John 1 John 1.9 If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We just need to confess it. What's confession, George? Confession is saying to God, God, I did what you know I did. What you saw me do. That's what confession is. Let me pray for you.